Well, hello and welcome to this week's Countryside Podcast here on Manx Ready with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. And a bit of serious stuff to start with on the programme. Of course, um, yeah, we've heard from a couple of people. You were there yourself at the um, the talk that uh, the department put forward with Geoffrey Boot, the Minister of DEFA, uh, about the 10-year plan uh, that's proposed at the moment for the agricultural world on the island. So I actually went along and had a chat uh, with Mr Boot about uh, how he thought the evening went. Yeah, it's a very difficult time, Simon, with Brexit ahead of us and one thing and another, but it's always so important to make sure we have local produce available uh, for our local communities and food security is right up there. So um, it's going to be difficult times ahead. They're looking to move it all onto environmental mainly, um, which does raise a little bit of a concern about livestock production here on the island. Mm. Okay, and then uh, plenty of home cooking and plenty of eating and drinking as well. Tea, tea mainly, at the uh, Braid of Steadford and the Cronkvoddy Ploughing Match. You were at the Braid. The Braid was very well attended yet again and with Alan Wilcox and Dot Tilbury leading the night there alongside uh, Chris Lyon. It was a brilliant uh, evening of entertainment all round from all age groups as well. Uh, Some Manx, some modern and uh, some in between. Ah, and some had had to don the oil skins at the Krongavody Plowing match at the weekend as well. Uh, there were some good old characters that I caught up with there. So uh, you can hear all that now on this week's Countryside. Well, first, Kerry, um, the talk that happened at Bemmer Hague uh, for the 10-year agricultural strategy plan. We've uh, heard in the last couple of weeks from one or two people who attended it, but I thought I would get the views uh, from the Minister for DEFA, Geoffrey Boot, on how he felt the event went. Well, firstly, there was a, a big gathering at Bemmer Hague. Um, what, was, uh, what was the object of that? Well, we, we're launching the consultation on the new 10-year uh, agricultural strategy, support and subsidy strategy. So we thought it was important that we got farmers together, give them an explanation of where we come from, the journey we've been on and where we're going. And uh, it seemed to go down quite well. Well, of course, uh, being the Minister of DEFA, most of DEFA includes the, the forests and the environment and the food as well. But this this is totally aimed at the agriculture? Uh, it is aimed at agriculture, uh, but there's been a lot of consultation prior to the strategy being launched. We worked hand-in-hand uh, hand with the MNFU, uh, as well as some of the environmental bodies, and particularly with the environmental uh, people embedded in the department. And uh, this scheme, uh, unlike some schemes that they're proposing uh, in the UK, where they're moving away from uh, direct subsidy in area payments, uh, for agricultural use, more to environmental or, or all environmental issues. We've got a mix of the two. We want to enhance the environment. I'm very aware that we've got our biosphere status and people are, are keen that we retain the landscape value and, and increase biodiversity. So the scheme is aimed at encouraging active farmers and investment in farming uh, at the same time as encouraging environmental schemes and stewardship and public good. Some say, though, that the Isle of Man's got quite a good reputation for for their environmental uh, protection. Absolutely. At the moment, uh, the Isle of Man uh, generally is in good heart environmentally. We only have to look outside and when we drive around to see the countryside uh, looks well kept. And that's as a result of uh, hundreds of years of uh, farming practice. 
Uh, we, we don't go in for massive intensive farming. Uh, our hedges haven't been rooted out as they have in some places. But it's important that we retain that. And we've been looking over the last few years at uh, upland flood management and re-wetting uh, lands on the upland areas. So what we're going to do with this new scheme, and it depends really on how the consultation works, is we're going to split the scheme. Uh, the upland areas will fall primarily into an environmental scheme so that we uh, enhance the value of the upland areas in environmental terms for wildlife as well as uh, um, uh, looking at flood management and also the landscape appearance and uh, the lower areas where we're looking at um, making sure that uh, active farmers continue farming productively and uh, have uh, the necessary tools to invest properly while at the same time bringing in some environmental measures uh, as well uh, for public good. Uh, you mentioned about the uplands and the environment protection. Do the Alaman off-road motorcyclists need to worry uh, um, to do with uh, using the greenway roads and things? Well, this this scheme is a, a new agri uh, and environmental <coughs> scheme, uh, so it, it's not to do with policing uh, green roads or or uh, that those aspects. Although it is oft raised with with me and uh, with the DOI minister. And uh, it, it is, in some places, a problem because uh, it does lead to erosion. And uh, certainly people don't like uh, 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 some of the, the, the behaviour that happens. But this scheme is not about that. This scheme is about uh, the environment and uh, making sure that we have a, a viable farming community going forward. Still people outside the agricultural world uh, are baffled or confused or some of them upset and annoyed about the sort of grant system that some farmers get? Well, the reality is um, our farmers have to compete in a, a European arena and uh, it's becoming more and more difficult. I, I don't want to use the B word, but I'm going to have to. Brexit's looming. Uh, profitability may be affected. Our markets may change. Uh, we, we want to be agile and enable our farming community to do that. Uh, part of this scheme and part of what I've uh, agreed with Treasury in, in the last budget is that we've got uh, a secure funding line for the meat plant going forward for the, until the end of this administration. And I think that's a strategic asset that's very important to farming on the island. But at the same time, we've secured some new money. And uh, over the next uh, three years, uh, there will be uh, around four million pounds or, or more available to the farming community. But some of that is reliant on uh, environmental uh, matters and uh, doing good. Area payment as such will remain, but uh, we've uh, agreed subject to the consultation, that uh, there will be some match funding of some of the environmental issues um, that uh, affect all of us uh, on the island. You know, farming is 80% uh, or farmers look after 80% of our land mass and it's important that they're doing the right things for the environment so that we retain our biosphere status. We're looking at bathing water quality, for instance, at the moment. We're committed to bringing in the 2006 EU uh, um, quality requirements uh, within the next 12 to 18 months and that relies on having rivers that are pollution free, slurry control, better management, land management and uh, this scheme is aimed at that. You mentioned the meat plant. I've actually heard some, some positive news from uh, uh, people who put uh, livestock into the meat plant recently with the prices. Well, the, the meat plant, as you be aware, is, is operating at arm's length from DEFRA, although we are the key shareholder. Uh, yes, I, I 
think we, we've absolutely got to the stage now where pricing is right, but we've got to, the meat plant has got to look for, for markets. Brexit is not helping. It's caused some severe problems in the meat market. Uh, I understand that uh, the Republic of Ireland, a lot of farmers there have been selling beef in anticipation of a hard Brexit and the market's closing down. I hope that's not going to happen. I think the indications are more and more likely that there will be a deal, but that's been affecting the market generally. But uh, I think farmers have been quite pleased, or I hope they're pleased, uh, with the equivalency in pricing that's come in and uh, the, the, the better uh, operation of the meat plant generally and the keenness to, to market our product uh, better with strategic partners in the future. The 10-year plan, obviously, when this was drafted up, I suppose Brexit was was high on the agenda of looking forward. Well, Brexit's been hovering over us for, for two and a half years, and it's only recently that it's become uh, more apparent, uh, although we, we, we've known for a long time that it's going to affect uh, markets. If it's a hard Brexit and we don't have access for instance, for lamb, a lot of our lamb goes into the EU, but it doesn't just affect farming, it also affects the fisheries. Most of our fisheries go into the EU or they piggyback off the EU agreements and that applies to the creamery who sell a lot of cheese into places like the US and they piggyback off the EU uh, agreements. Now, we don't know what's going to happen with Brexit. You know, I'm often asked, you're a minister, you must know. No, I know as much as you do. I watch the news every night and it's a, it's a moving feast. Uh, we are prepared uh, from from our side. Uh, we have contingency plans, um, but uh, I, I really sincerely hope that the UK parliamentarians come to their senses and uh, come to some sort of deal with the EU. Now this plan then obviously is, I suppose, to encourage people to stay in the industry, really. Is that one of the big aims? It is. Um, we, we, we want to support active farmers and uh, with, the, with the split scheme now, with retaining the area payment so that there is a core income and people know there's a core income. Um, but we want to incentivise investment in, into productivity as well as the environment and uh, to make sure that uh, people coming in farming or coming into farming uh, see a future we want a, a, a productive farming sector that is farming um, I, I, I'm slightly concerned when I look at some of the other schemes that uh, and concentrate entirely on environmental issues I think environmental issues are very very important particularly when you uh, whole country is a biosphere but at the same time if, if we can support farmers and make sure that they have the necessary incentives to invest in uh, new productivity methods. Uh, one of the scheme's objectives, I think, is to bring back an advisory service of some sort, uh, and it depends on the consultation, but that seemed to go down quite well the other night. Uh, benchmarking and looking at best practice elsewhere will help our farmers continue into the future. You say about active farmers, is there, is there many inactive ones? <laughs> well, if, if you're actually out there, you are an active farmer by definition. But I think uh, that the, the active farmer uh, element uh, is, is trying to stop the, the public's perception, particularly of uh, you know people who own land and they're claiming money for area payments, particularly where they're not doing a lot of farming. Uh, we want to make sure that people are actually farming. And one one concern that's been raised as well uh, of of late uh, recent times is the fact that we seem to have products on the Isle of Man, but still import the same type of things. 
Well, that, that is true. Our food matters strategy has been very important in incentivizing uh, people uh, to uh, sell Manx produce with the uh, origin uh, labeling and uh, things that we bought in, both the meat and Manx produce generally. Uh, and people uh, buy into this. Uh, you know, when I go to the supermarket, we buy uh, uh, Isle of Man Creamery's milk and we support local farmers. It's good milk, it's pasture fed in the main, and the same applies to our lamb and beef. Uh, and people will buy that. But red meat derogation went in 2010 and red meat derogation was when uh, there was a restriction on what could be imported into the Isle of Man that's never going to come back uh, sadly uh, we are in a situation now where we have to deal with markets and reciprocal agreements and anti-competitiveness uh, so that's not going to come back so it's up to us as uh, producers to make sure that the produce we put in front of the public is well received it's quality and our farmers are stepping up to the mark in this respect as in Indeed, are some of our um, um, processors, and uh, there's a lot of good Manx stuff there. But there will always be two markets, I think. There are those that appreciate local produce and will pay slight premium on occasions for the quality and the uh, low food miles and all the good stuff that goes around that. And there are those that will buy purely on price, and uh, I'm afraid that's the, the nature of the game. So all in all, it seemed a, a positive evening. Uh, what's what's next? Well, the next step is the six weeks consultation. Um, I'm encouraging farmers to, to look at the consultation document. You can find it online. Uh, it can be downloaded as a PDF if, if uh, people aren't IT proficient. Uh, other people are obviously encouraged to uh, contribute to the consultation. Uh, at the end of six weeks, uh, there will be a, a period of consolidation and uh, a negotiation, I suspect, with the, the stakeholders and then I'm hoping that we will have some form of scheme uh, in embryo form and a strategy uh, for later in the year, perhaps uh, July, uh, uh, Timwold, um, and that'll be uh, then when the launch of the strategy. In the meantime, there will be changes taking place. Uh, we've committed to uh, maintain the same scheme for the upland areas for this year to allow some transition into the environmental scheme. Um, uh, when it comes to uh, the, the lowland scheme, um, the new uh, availability of uh, investment type grants uh, will start fairly soon because the extra money is there and it is available. The Minister for DEFA, Geoffrey Boot, telling me about uh, how he thought the presentation on the 10-year agricultural plan went from uh, the their side of it. Difficult times ahead, I think, Simon, with Brexit and changes into the environmental side of things. Here on the Isle of Man, we've got a beautiful countryside already, so it is um, important to keep the food side of agriculture, the production side uh, in the forefront as well as the environment. So many changes afoot, but uh, let's hope that they figure out a good balance. Mm, and it's one of them things, you know, it, it always seems to come down to, you know, over the recent years there's been cuts backs on this and cuts back for that and whether there's enough people to deal with all, and I'm not just talking about uh, agriculture and DEFA's department, I think everywhere is uh, in the same boat, so to speak, aren't they? This is it. Um, this change in times all around, whatever industry you're in. But uh, having food security is is definitely really, really important. And in agriculture, it's it's one of those industries where it has to be played out very carefully, and it will take a lot of people to sort it out. But uh, all being well, he's got quite a good team there, and hopefully we'll get a a good even keel. Well, there was no shortage of uh, 
homemade produce being ate and prepared at the two events that we feature next on Countryside, Kerry. My goodness me, the ladies at the Breda Stedford pulled out all the stops for the, the egg sandwiches and the cakes that were there in Galore, but they needed every last one. The, the Braid Hall was absolutely packed for the Stedford, and I popped along to talk to some of the people involved and listen to some of the wonderful pieces of music. Wilcox, you were trying to keep the house in order here tonight. The Breda Stedford, what a great night for the whole community. Well, it's one of those nights. It doesn't happen anywhere else. Nowhere else. It's the last of its kind, is Alan? Yes, but I don't know of any. There was one at uh, Trinity Church, but it's mainly for children, I think. But there's no others. And what's it like for you to be the judge? Because there's some real talent. I enjoy it. It's a bit of fun. And people don't mind about the results. They don't worry about the result. So here again next year? I don't know. We'll have to see how we get on, won't we? <laughs> right. Oh, brilliant. You're getting old. That's the trouble. You're not at all. You have a great, great tone of singing there it. yourselves. Enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Brilliant. See you, Gwenny. Lyon, the chairman here tonight at the Breda Stedford. Now, we've been coming for a number of years, but tonight, Chris, I think it had the edge on a bull hall. Oh, yes, there's a very good turnout. I think the programme on women today on Manx Radio yesterday afternoon has helped to bring a few extra faces in. And like any event, it's always good to have new people coming along and bring a new element to the evening. And it was nice to have a few different faces up performing this evening. And I think they enjoyed themselves on the stage and certainly the audience enjoyed themselves listening to all those who were competing. Any age from about 8 to 80 or 100 could come and take part and they'd always be made very, very welcome. And the ladies, they never fail us with another good Manx supper. Oh, very good supper, especially the drop scones were excellent. I was enjoying eating those. And did they fall as Lucifer fell the flame the soul Dot, yet another successful night here at the Breda Stedford. What makes it such a success year on year? Advertising on Manx Radio. Did you hear us yesterday? I really did. It was brilliant. And it was lovely to watch all the pictures and memorabilia from over the years as well on their Facebook page. So if you've missed that, you definitely go and have another look. But tonight, Dot, you had the hard job of being the judge. What do you look for in all these well, young ones? It's, you know, it's, it's quite daunting when I first started doing it because I've got no experience with adjudicating or anything. Um, so in the end, I decided it would come down to personal choice. There's just certain little things like Annie Kizik's poem tonight. It was just fabulous. It was about him raising at the braid. And I just thought it was so wonderful and she performed it so well. But we had seven in that class, all homemade poems, and they were all fabulous. There wasn't one weak link. It's lovely to see, though, Dot, lots of young children taking part as well. Maybe not in the recitals or the, or the spoken word sections, but in the musical instruments and the Manx classes. Oh, yes, marvellous. And, um, you know, you've got a lot to thank Culture Bannon and all the people that are involved in that. I happened to go in the school at St John's the other day. To, uh, I wanted to speak to Annie Kizik about something. And just the atmosphere in that school is absolutely fabulous, you know, and they talk in Manx. 
And I know a little bit of Manx, like, you know, Fast Amai and Eva. It puts us to shame, though, does well, it? does, really. And I'm so, just so thrilled that, you know, this is going on. And when I have my children, I'll send them there. <laughs> There we go, that was some of the people from the Braid of Steadford, uh, Dot Tilbury, the literacy judge, Alan Wilcox, the music adjudicator, and Chris Lyon, the chairperson of the Braid of Steadford. Yeah, very good evening. And, uh, you know, one of them things that's uh, been kept going uh, by the stalwart crew, I would say, there, isn't it? Like all these other little events that happen at various places around the island. It's so important to keep the traditions alive. And with the Bonnet competition last week and the Braid of Sedford this week, um, they're two really, really great Manx events and, and well supported this year, which was really nice. Eric Goldie's still screeching away and they all saw there. <laughs> it was great to see Eric and he presented two lovely trophies for the under-21 classes and uh, they were well supported as well. <laughs> You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, another fantastic event that's been running for years is the Cronkavoddy Ploughing Match. This year, though, it was held on the farmland at Ballacross, just on the Ballagur Lane, uh, just on the outskirts of Peel. I popped along to speak to some of the characters involved. Firstly, I spoke to Philip Cayley. Well, Philip Cayley, uh, just viewing today by the look of it. Yes, yes. Not judging today. No. Um, I said, if the wind gets up, I'll head for home. <laughs> you got the option today I've then? I've got the option to get out of it today. But it's a good turnout by the look of it. There is a good turnout. I think this is the last match for a little while, isn't it? Right. Till about September, till um, the round starts. They have their match about September, I think. Right. So um, this will be the last viewing. We can have a ploughing for a little while. Ah, there's plenty at stake though, are you? Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. See Jim is trying hard after his defeat to, to Mr Gorn last time out. <laughs> <laughs> not too bad a but today either. No, it's not too bad. No, and, and this field here would sort of suit the horse ploughing a bit, wouldn't it? She's yes. quite not too stony looking. No, 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 no stones. Well, there won't be any stones over a peel, is there? <laughs> we all used to build houses. <laughs> That's right. It's only when you come to ball when you get stones. <laughs> but all in all, there's all sorts of machinery and uh, good to see uh, two or three horse uh, teams out anyway. Yeah, it's a pity there's not a few more, but uh, not too bad though. What's it, three, three, out, three outfits today. That's yeah. about usual. That's yeah. about the usual. Well, I'm I'm usually here at the end of the day. I'm here quite early uh, on this occasion. And do you get a good idea of how things are going to end up by looking at the start? Yes, you do. Yeah. You do. If they've got a good buy, good straight buy, they've got a good put usually at the end. Aye. But if they've got the buy too high, they're usually out. Confidence shattered, you reckon? It's gone then. <laughs> it's gone. Well, Peter Farragher, you've uh, you've finished already. Aye, got to get on with it today, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how's it gone for you? Doesn't look too bad, that. Well, it's, looks all right, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. How long have you been at this? I don't know, it's two, three years now. Yeah. Just come out for a play, really. Yeah, That's what you do. And is it one of them things that when when you first started to do it, how do you think your ploughing is 
compared to the three years ago. Awful lot better now. Yeah. Yeah. And what what makes the difference? Are they quite good to to give you a bit of advice here? Yeah, most, it most secretive? of them are. They're secretive enough. <laughs> yeah, they sort of let you know what you need to know and not an awful lot more. So, just get an odd one every year, yeah, like. that's it. A little bit more advice here and there and then helps you get on a bit, I suppose. Yeah. What about the tractor here? You've got the, the Fordson Major here, have you? Yeah, I only got that a couple of months ago. Yeah. So, no, so it's right enough. Well, steady Al, Al Radcliffe, uh, you're sort of early days of your campaign today. How's it looking? Uh, well, fair to Midland. Um, yeah, we had a sheep lamb this morning, so got here a bit late, but we just have to go a bit harder. <laughs> Will that affect the performance? Uh, it might do a bit, but uh, <laughs> uh, just glad to get here and do a bit, really, so, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, not a bad-looking field for the job today, though. It's a very nice field, yeah. 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 So, uh, good turnout, too? Yes, cracking turnout for the last match of the year. This, um, yeah, probably more than expected, really. Yep, that was a good turnout. And tell us a little bit about your machine. You've got the, the diesel version of the Massey Ferguson 35 here. Yeah. What age is on this one? Uh, it's 1962. Oh, that's a good year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's a good tractor. It's got the diff lock in it, which helps when you're in slippy ground or going uphill. Um, yeah, it's, uh, no, it goes well. Good tyres on it for a for an Al Farm tractor. Yeah, this, um, I stuck radial tyres on it uh, a few years ago, um, hoping it would grip a bit better, and it seems to does seem to help. Well, let's have a chat with uh, some of the important people on the day of the Cronker Body Final Match. We're talking to Wendy Quirk, Marion Kane. Now they're out there, pretty rough conditions today, and I suppose this will be the hive of activity. It's very busy in here. Yeah. It's quite windy, the marquee's blowing a bit, but not too bad. But they're all out there ploughing away, and the, the marquee here, um, it's just such a part of, of the event, isn't it? The, the homemade food and cakes. Yes, lots of people come just for that. Lots of spectators just come, to, they like to come in for homemade soup, bacon wraps, sausages, homemade cakes. We try to please. How long have you been involved in it now, the both of you? Mm. Well, ever since the start of this plough. Really? One, yeah, yeah. Not the, not the horse one, not the cronky one. But the only goal, you're doing a fantastic job, and at least it's well appreciated by everyone here, so well done. Keep up the good work. Thanks very much. Thank well, there are some of the people involved in a very uh, popular and well-attended uh, last event of the year in the ploughing calendar, the Cronkavody Ploughing Match. I was talking there to the girls from the... Uh, catering marquee that was there as well she's well tied down on the day peter farragher uh, steady al alan radcliffe and firstly philip cayley the people there the results from the plowing match uh, i can tell you that uh, in the horses uh, first place was philip gorn he was in first place just pipped uh, gordon clegg and jim kane there and the manx styles won by uh, billy commode and vera there and colin duggan was in second place the vintage class Alan Crane was the winner there in that event in the vintage. And in the world style, uh, first in that was Stee Ennett. So there, some couple of marvellous traditional events on the island. And uh, don't forget, if you've got them for Countryside, if you want us to come along and uh, feature them on Countryside, leave a message for Kiri Kermode or myself, Simon Clark here, uh, or send an email to countryside at manxradio.com and uh, we'll do our best to pop along to it. 
Not only was Phil Gorn winning the plough in there, Simon, but he was actually also winning at the Breda Stedford with his original poem. And it caused it a bit of conflict, though. He was reading it off an iPhone. Now, that is a first for the hall, and I think Dot was trying to disqualify him. There'd be no signal there, would there? <laughs> oh, a bit of controversy, because some were saying he was plough- did most of his ploughing with his hands instead of the horse and the plough. So, anyway, he's had a bit of ribbon on it. But there we go. We'll leave it there for this week's Countryside. We're back next week with more. So, from me, Simon Clark. And me, Kerry Kermit. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, they're action-packed as always. And uh, straight from the West End, some of it. It really was. (laughs) (laughs) But it's great there, Simon, to have the likes of Graham Crow singing in the men's solo, Madeline Kelly and um, Annie Kizik and Phil Gorn doing their Manx uh, recitations. But what a great community pulled together there and uh, all in preparation, some of it for the Guild and some of the young performers uh, that you can just see being future stars. And uh, they left me standing with their knowledge of the Manx language, which was a bit embarrassing. Ah, well, and mighty uh, characters I spoke to, the Cronkavody Plowing match as well. It was a good thing. And uh, great to get a, a chat with the Minister for Deaf, Geoffrey Boot, uh, on this week's programme again to get his uh, sort of insight to how he felt the the proposal for the 10-year agricultural plan went. But, um, yeah, the braid, a uh, few youngsters there were involved in it. Kiri, give them a mention if you've got the names. That's right. Last year's winner in the under-21 section, uh, Seamus O'Connell, uh, again put a sterling performance on and uh, actually came second to River Kelly this year uh, on the violin in the instrument section. And it was always great to have Annie it was always great to have Phil Gorn and Annie Kizik there with the Manx poetry and song and uh, the expression and enthusiasm that goes into that Manx lang- language from them too. But not only that, Annie on the piano with two young girls there also performing in the Manx language again. It's really, really uh, coming to the fore. But uh, John Quay and the likes doing the humorous stories with David Clegg there telling us a story of when he nearly died getting run over on his bicycle. It brought the house down and uh, excellent have the John Kenyon Cup as well. It went to Annie Kizik in the original poem class. Brilliant stuff. Long may it continue. Well, let's leave it there for this week's Countryside. We're back next week with more. So from me, Simon Clark. And me, Kiri Kermit. We'll see you then. Ta-da. Bye-bye. <laughs>